It doesn't have to be the best podcast that you've ever heard for it to be an okay time. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a bug in there. Welcome to episode 13 of OK Time. Um, last week, Carl and I gave each other uh, records to listen to for the week. And he had uh, cheer accidents, introducing Lemon. I had the Growlers Hot Tropics. Not to be confused with that mall store. The store called Hot Tropics. Hot Topics. That's like a Paxson. <laughs> you remember Paxson? <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you ever get anything in Paxson? Uh, probably. I, I think I bought um, some slip-ons there once or twice. I think when I first moved to San Diego, I had a couple shirts from there. San Diego is like a, a whole, it's like a Paxson city. It's <laughs> very Paxson friendly. <laughs> it's like a, um, what's that? Somebody was, ta- oh, Baja. <laughs> Bahama, <laughs> what's the name of that brand? Like Bahama Mama or Bahama Bahenihana or something. I don't know. I can't. It's like Bahama and then a name. It's got like a dog in shorts. Is I that, don't know. Is that it? I don't know. You know what I do know that Sarah's joining us to talk about something. Here she is. Okay, so I'm here today for a couple of reasons. This is Sarah, by the way, the producer. Yeah. First of all, I we need to talk about the score inflation that's happening on this podcast. Okay. Maybe the two of you have forgotten the spirit of what you're doing here, but you're supposed to rate it on like whether or not you like it. So if you're never going to listen to it again, you can't give it a four. This is like a conversation between two buddies and it's supposed to highlight how even if your musical tastes align or if you think your best bud is going to love an album, sometimes it just doesn't because it doesn't hit them at the right mood or for whatever reason. And so it's not your like critical rating of the album. It's like, do you like it? Are you going to listen to it again? Is it? like driving with you right now. If it's not, if you never listen to it again, I, cause I, now I don't believe any of your, I can't believe any of your ratings cause, cause what? you guys just give good ones all the time. <laughs> he gives me things that I enjoy listening to because he thinks that I would like it. And I haven't listened to anything that I have no, been like, I'm never going to listen to that again. Steve, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> um, I, there's, I, I feel like I, I hear you. Thank you. But I also think that, um, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it in mind. I'm going to keep that in mind when I, um, give the record I listen to a, a four later. <laughs> but listen, like you, I've, I've enjoyed, I, there's some, been some moments where I didn't love the album, but I like liked it and I respected it and I would probably listen it again. And every time I listen, I learn more about it and might grow to like it more. So that you in that might, case, but you didn't. But in that case, I'm not going to give it a, like a two or something. I'm not a cruel little bitch. 
Listen, <laughs> I am a cruel little bitch. Shut up. And I not, want you don't. guys to be cruel little bitches. But it's not even cruel because you're talking about whether or not you respect it. No one cares if you respect an album or anything. You don't work for Pitchfork. Somebody you guys might, aren't critical Somebody might come writers. and like, listen to that one time so and they'll be like, just, oh, I'm in that band. You just say, like, I can tell this is a, this is a, they're talented. This is a good album, but... FYI, I'm never going to fucking listen to it again. I wouldn't want someone to criticize me like that. That's not a criticism. Yes, it is. If you you know how I would rate this feedback? <laughs> no. <laughs> two plus two. What'd you say? Four. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. So I want you guys to think about it, okay? Because I can't trust your ratings anymore. And just remember. It seems quite fair. <laughs> but look at what I have written here on my what I'm about to talk about. Five. Bugs in there is not about a critical review. It's about is this gonna get play again? Do you love it? I wouldn't add songs from said albums if to our playlist if I didn't think they were good. You know what would what could help then is like a um uh skip like um some guidelines. Okay. What do you mean? Well, you we're she's giving one by saying that um. If you're not going to listen to it again, a force too high. Mm. And that, that seems fair, but um, we could maybe decide like, what are some things that would make it a four or a five or a two? Got it. Okay. I think that's fair. That's then good. You have to come up with it as the producer. I'll do it. Don't just say that you will and then be like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. What you just said. No, but just, I give that comment zero <laughs> bugs in there. Oh, uh, I think that you will. You just, if because you believe in the brutality and you're out for blood, that you'll actually come up with these guidelines in an hour. It's not up for blood. I just want, like, I want to listen to the podcast and, and be like, oh, I really, I wonder if they're going to like it. I don't want to be like, oh, is it going to be a four or a five this week? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different if, like, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you might. Mm hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fair feedback, but I'm not going to be some cruel jerk. Okay. Well, let's wrap this segment up, I, th- I think. All right. Thank you. Closing the sauce? Closing sauce? Thoughts? Closing sauce? So thoughts? <laughs> Closing sauce. Yeah, so I I had you listen to Cheer Accidents introducing Lemon. Um, I got into Cheer Accidents from I was um, playing music with a couple of Delaware guys, Matt and Tim, and we all <clears throat> I think this is accurate if my if my memory serves. We all lived in Philly. I had uh, maybe lived in Philly about a year at that point, but we started, um, we practiced in Delaware at Tim's parents' house and we didn't really do much as a band. We, we played two shows. We were called really bloody. And (laughs) one show was a Halloween show. The other show was with cheer accident. Shut up. Yeah, so these dudes turned me on to Cheer Accident. I got really pumped on it. And then like that year, probably like six months after we had been playing and we kind of, I mean, the set was like, we had a set, but really we played, 
we played the songs different every time I feel. Um, but yeah, my, uh, I had a friend who was booking shows, John, and then another friend, Ben, who was, um, work like doing sound and booking shows at, um, what was it called? Uh, the Mill Creek Tavern mm-hmm. in North Philly and chair accident was coming through and John had, uh, somehow they got in touch with him and then he was like, you guys should play this too. And so it was us, them and stinking Lizavetta. Um, it was awesome. So you could say that the meeting in that show kind of was, wasn't so much, um, intentional. It was kind of on accident. <laughs> it was, <clears throat> but no one, I don't recall anyone clapping of course. or cheering. I just, every time you pick something now, I assume that you either were at a house with them, criticized them before being on MTV or you just played with them. I always forget that that even happened. It doesn't feel real. Um, yeah. Because we weren't a real band. We were just like kind of messing around that. I don't even know that we intended to play shows, but we ended up playing a couple. Right um, place at the right time. Yeah. So you take it away. Um, so the first thing that I realized and what I thought to myself when I listened to this record was what the hell is going on here? Why is there a 22 minute opening song and a 22 minute closing song? Is, it, is that necessary? <laughs> I forgot how long the last song was until I re-listened to it a couple times this week. It's ridiculous. Not just the last song. The first song is the same length and it's like, it, it's maybe 10 songs or nine songs total, but like the first two, the la- first and last song are t- like 44 minutes total. Yeah. So it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but the other thing that made me laugh right away was just the name of the album introducing lemon. Cause it made me think like a baby announcement, but it's just a fruit you found and thought was cute. <laughs> you send, uh, cards out to your friends with the f- <laughs> introducing le- the newest addition to our ever growing family lemon. <laughs> Got it over there at the whole foods in Ardmore. We did the uh, gender reveal pinata and just lemon heads came out of it and everybody knew that was ours. This is what was in store for us. From Whole Foods. Lemon at first sight. Nice. That's a nice lime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's the first thing I want to say about this album. So it's like they they had a dartboard that just had um, glued pictures of random instruments on it. And then they started throwing darts at it. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's use that on this song. (laughs) (laughs) Because there are times on this record where it sounds like a conventional band, what you would consider a band, drums, bass, guitar, uh, vocals. Other times it sounds like there's a full blown orchestra. Other times it sounds like somebody's tapping a ruler on a desk behind a locked room. <laughs> Other times it sounds like it's a soundtrack to a zombie apocalypse chase scene, like the song Zervas. Uh, and then other times it sounds like there was just a marching band practicing in the room next door and they're like, hey, come on in here for a minute. And they recorded that, like in the song Wild. Yeah, it's quite a, a collection of noises i mean and when you have a song that's 22 minutes long you can stick a lot of noise in there sure can and so mike i have i guess since you've played with them which i'm not surprised to hear what how many instruments did they have at that show did they only bring about a quarter of them and which was still like a full band yeah it was um not nearly as elaborate in person because i think there were five of them Hmm. And, um, I think it was like traditional rock band instruments, uh, 
but including a keyboard. Ah, that's interesting. Maybe they, with a keyboard, they could incorporate a lot more of the sounds. Maybe, but I, I don't think like, I don't recall. I feel like I didn't know that. I mean, they have a bunch of records, Yeah. But I feel like when they played live, I didn't really know any of the songs. They're like that kind of band where it's a, you really, t- uh, it's a toss up, like what you're going to get. I feel like I don't, I, this is not based in f- facts. Like I don't know a lot about their live show, but I wasn't surprised that I didn't recognize anything. Cause they seem right. like just such weirdos. Like they'll just, they're going to do whatever they feel like doing. Yeah. I, th- I think that's great. I admire that. Um, I seek that out in life. And according to my research, that's something I'm going to say now. I stole that from the magic school bus show, original one. Um, according to my research, this band has been around since 1981. I didn't, I didn't know that. So that that lends itself well to what you just said about them really just doing whatever they want. If they have a songbook that's, that's uh, as big as it might be if they're from that year, you know, um, and they were named after a Hallmark card that they saw in a window, which is pretty interesting. This is, um, 1981. So they just put an album out and they're 29 years. They've been a band. Yeah. This guy, the main guy, Tim spelled like the sage time, which confuses me. Fix that. Uh It's never too late. Uh, he, I guess is the founder. And then some of the other people that were in the band at the beginning left. And there's been a, like a smorgasbord of people in and out ever since. But the guy, yeah, the guy is, uh, I think born in 61. So like not that much older than or younger than my dad. So it's like your dad basically in a band that still tours in place. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, another thing that I enjoyed here was the album artwork. Cause it, it to me, it's gotta be somebody that's in the band or someone that they know picture from high school marching band. I don't know. Is that the sense you got? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. And, Cause it's, or it's just a person that they nicknamed lemon. Also good. I want to talk about the different vocal stylings that you hear on this record. I think that's worth mentioning because on several, I think about half at least you don't hear any vocals at all. And we've talked about fillers in the past. I wouldn't consider any of these that lack vocals fillers because they're very intentional, uh, emotional, and they go through, uh, it's like a story, but every song is a little bit different. I don't think that these tracks flow into one another besides like the way they, um, kind of faded parts of it to have the record sound more cohesive at the very end when it flows into the next song, like fade in, fade out. But other than that, I, to me, it doesn't seem like it's a, a story. It's just kind of all over the place, but in a good way. But the talking about vocal styles, what'd you think of Campo physique? Okay. So that's the first one where you hear vocals for the majority of the song. Yeah. Uh, after the, the first 22 minute, monstrosity intro song i wasn't like expecting that and then it's weird it's like the guy is saying it in his regular voice and then he's like Fazik. and it just i don't i don't know what i thought it was special he's like you gotta hold the hernia <laughs> i think i did notice that uh there's a track 20 it's just called track 29 and there's like a south parky-ish voice that just keeps saying who's gonna wait for buddha buddha's gonna wait for mine <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Buddha's going to wax benign. And he definitely, it sounds like a South Park character. And then that goes on for a little bit back into instrumental. Um, the one song, The Day After I Never Met You, he sounds like he's trying to do his Bowie impression at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then 
at and the song smile it's it's probably his regular voice because it sounds like he said let's give him some more friendly dad sounding vocals and that's what he sounds like <laughs> on that and then on the end of the song while which is mostly instrumental at the very end it's like a not a vincent price type of guy but somebody in that realm and he he this is what he says it's like and it's very work orchestra like at the end or orchestraic what's the there's a word there orca um, like a like a whale not like a whale, not like Free Willy, uh, R.I.P. Tillicum. The uh, but the guy says the autumn wind is a pirate blustering in f- in from sea with a rollicking song. He speaks along, swaggering boisterously. Face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like jarringly starts into the last song on the album, which is also twenty two minutes, as I've said, and it's just. Uh, something special so here's my new segment i had a seltzer segment last week this segment is called made up high budget fantasy trilogies that would use this record as a soundtrack love it ready yeah ready the first one is called the speckled frock of nona (laughs) frock of nona yeah okay n-o-n-a-h nona that's a made-up name okay uh, the next one is called the stalagmite. <laughs> so, it's hard to get through. Okay. The stalagmite of Kreshmar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm digging it. It sounds appropriate. Stalagmite is one of the ones that it's either, it goes, it hangs down in a cave or it goes up. I can't remember. The next one is called the over polite flautist. Dig it. <laughs> And then the last one, the last song that is a high budget fantasy trilogy that would use this album as its soundtrack is just called Grandma's Big Day. (laughs) I can see Grandma having that big day, um, especially on the first or last track. Yes. So the ones that I want to add to the mix are not any of the 22 minutes because that didn't seem fair to someone. And then I could only pick. I can only pick one. So uh, I picked Zervas, which is that zombie apocalypse chasing sounding song track 29, which is, which has the, who's going to wait for Buddha. And then the song while, which has that poem that I read at the a um, little bit earlier. And then here's my haiku. Look at my found sound. I keep it hidden just here. Do you like trombones? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And you know, we just had that conversation with Sarah about not being brutal enough, but needing to hash out the guidelines for how we um, classify what constitutes a four or a three or five. But I don't mean to disappoint her. And, and I kind of went back and forth when I first listened to this. I, it didn't feel like like I was into it at all. But after I listened more and more and I only mean like one other listen because of the long um, intro and out, uh, outro songs, I started to see that it's kind of like a genius piece of music because there's so much happening and it it does take you multiple listens to catch something new each time and so for that fact alone i want to keep listening so i can continue to notice new things about it and there is a lot of instrumentation happening across the board as i said with that dartboard comment um i feel like it's it may be something that'll be appreciated more when the guy passes away but I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm enjoy finding myself enjoying it more with each listen. So for that reason, I gave it five bucks in there. Perfect. <clears throat> we haven't had very many five. So although, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, although the, um, are you, are, wait, are you joking? We've had a lot of fives. Oh, have we? <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought we mostly had fours. I don't no. think so. Okay. No. 
All right. Well, you know, it sounds like you can defend your five. You just did. If you recall last week, I guaranteed it too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Forgot about that. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Good job. Appreciate you. Speaking of um, having to poop, do you know, did you know <laughs> where the growlers got their name? Uh, no, I think it's related to it. I, I don't know. The only thing that I know that can be called a growler is a growler that holds beer. Maybe that's why they're called that. They are from San Diego where there's a lot of beer culture. That's not what I read. What did you read? That it's a... It's slang for uh, taking a poop. They would say, I got to go take a growler. Shut up. Yeah, that's what I, that's what it said on Wikipedia. Are you kidding me? No. I thought you said that because you didn't like it. No, that's, um, <laughs> no, that's really what I read. Um, have you ever listened to them before? Uh, yes, I have. I don't think I've ever seen them and it may, it's possible that they were playing at something that I was at, but I don't know. Uh, I listened to a few of the records. This was one of them. Uh, I think I've just sound found it. You know how you can see in Spotify, like your friends are listening to something. Yeah. And one time I clicked on that and then I just really liked a few of the songs on this album, or maybe I saw, I heard one of the songs and then I just listened to the whole album, but it, uh, it was just one of those deals. What's that? Who was, who was, um, whose feed was it? One of my San Diego friends. Mm. Yeah. They, Tell they me. Prefer it. What? They like to what? remain anonymous? Yeah, I think it might have been Brian. Could have been Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Tim Buck, Tim Buck, too. It was probably while I was taking a growler. <laughs> Tell me, what'd you think of them? Liar, liar. I'll start by talking about the album art. I was really into that. Um, I, I just find that, I guess because I make uh, digital artwork for a living, I get really, I'm like excited and refreshed when I see very much hand handmade artwork for mm-hmm. things. And, and this feels, you know, I'm, fascinated by outsider art and inspired by it. And this feels like outsider art. Um, there's like kind of a, it's cool that it's called hot tropics and the palette is like all, almost all yellows and reds. So it's Mm -hmm. like a, just a warm image. Um, and then like hand let hand lettering for the, both the band name and the album name. And then a weird painting of a man in a yellow shirt leaning. Like I remember Michael Jackson leaning forward really hard. And what was that? Um, You know what video I'm talking about? Uh, Doesn't matter if you're black or white. (laughs) No, uh, I can't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're criminal. Yeah. Smooth criminal. So I don't remember if he leaned backward, but um, he would. And this guy is. It's just like a he's trying to take a growler. <laughs> it's just a weird image. And uh, <clears throat> so 
initially, I guess it felt like a little bit of a departure. I mean, I wasn't surprised that you're into this, but I guess it's a little bit, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like jangly and like kind of thin at times. And, um, just the instrumentation is, is a little bit different than a lot of stuff you've been recommending. This is like a lot of acoustic guitar playing and, Here's some uh, the initial phrases that came to mind as I was listening to this. <clears throat> this is cool carnival music. Uh, sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a rickety caravan. Are these tent jams? <clears throat> Might be snake oil sales salespeople. Uh-huh. Uh, looks like a skeleton sunset. Uh, this Ferris wheel needs servicing and these are spooky bicycle serenades. I think those are all very, very accurate and and descriptive. It was good timing that I did this, um, made notes about this record and listened to it yesterday. So on Halloween, and it feels like we kind of accused, um, the coat hangers of not, uh, realizing that it's not Halloween every day. And, um, I think the growlers might think it's Halloween every day as well. Um, it's possible, but like discount <coughs> Halloween in the desert. Yeah. Discount Halloween, like dollar for Halloween. Right. Like they had to make ghosts out of tissue paper and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I noticed, um, without really, uh, listening too hard at the, or thinking too much about the lyrics, it was apparent uh, that there's a lot of themes about death on the record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like there's a song called the graveyards full, uh, on a song called sea lion goth blues. He's there's a line that says, you'll never know when it's your time to go. Um, there's a line in a later song. I forget which one says some, some things are better off left dead. So not only does it sound Halloweeny, but, uh, there are these things. And then I, <clears throat> I actually read, um, I hadn't done this before, but I, w- I looked up an interview cause I just wanted to know more about what these guys were like. And, um, they talk about, I don't know if it was this record in particular, but I think, just as a band, they were talking about how they, uh, it might've been about this record, but they were saying that they feel like people don't talk about death enough and that it's like taboo. And they were interested in, um, really exploring, uh, themes of death. I like, I like when people get weird with interviewers and interviews and bands. It's one of my favorite things to, to watch interviewers get really awkward because they don't understand what, where it's going or what's happening. <laughs> right. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and then it feels notable that they have coined a term for the genre that they do um, called beach goth. Mm. And they have a festival that I believe is annual called beach goth. And um, in on their Wikipedia, it says beach goth has been described as a trademark style of music that somehow combines surf pop, rock, and beat. And um, beat? 
and beat B E A T. Oh. <clears throat> um, and so I like, I like when bands kind of do kind of like make, make their own, um, choose their own adventure. Like, um, mm-hmm. Turbo Negro, who I really love, uh, refers to their genre as death punk. And I, I think they coined that. I'm not totally sure, but, um, why not? If something doesn't feel like it totally fits, then maybe you make your own up. And it seems like they've made this, uh, scene. Like I was reading about, excuse me, beach goth and some of the lineups on those festivals are completely insane. Like in, I think this was the 2016 bill had TLC, two live crew, violent femmes, real big fish, the faint, the far side leftover crack and some other, some other bands too. And they, um, headline, both nights. It's a two day thing and they headline both nights, which seems like a bold move. TLC did? <laughs> no. Uh, the Growlers. <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a joke. Oh, Poorly executed Get joke. Get it. But did so, you know that? Um, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say in the song um, Waterfalls by TLC, I always thought that they were saying blistic to the rivers and lakes that you're used to, but I found out later that it's just stick. <laughs> Blistic? Yeah, that's what I thought you said. What would that even mean? I don't know. Back to you. Another thing that I that I read about them that I thought it kind of um, made me like them more was apparently they recorded a record with the dude from the Black Keys, and um, before well, they were recording a record that I don't think they ever finished it. They they decided to quit. Um, that relationship because they said, although they got along with him, well, they weren't um, satisfied with how the recordings were going and felt that it was too um, like uh, polished. And Mm -hmm. so they, they purposefully went to somebody else to get a more lo-fi sound. And that, that feels brave to me because, um, you know, they have already made this name for themselves and have this kind of like scene and maybe mystique and to have the guy from the black keys record your record like that probably would have been pretty successful. Right. Um, but it just wasn't, it sounds like it wasn't what they, it didn't fit into their, the vision of themselves at that time. Probably hard to do. I would think, I mean, it would be hard to, yeah, it would be hard to shut that down. Was it the drummer or the guitarist? Um, Dan something. I think it's a singer, guitar player. I think you're right. Yeah. So I'd like to add uh, Badlands, Camino, Morto, and Underneath Our Palms. Um, I'm glad when you... When I first listened to this record, Badlands was the first one that I heard, and I, it's my favorite, so... Good it's job. Cool. Yeah. I like that one stuck out because of the key change. It's like um, minor on the verses and major for the chorus. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love, I always love that. Um, my 
haiku goes as such. Uh, laid to rest for now. Amphibian friends dethroned. Day of the dead frogs. <laughs> I like yours better. Yours was good. Ribbit. Ribbit. Um, and I'm going to give this one in not having the guidelines that we spoke of. Um, I, I feel like I could maybe next time I'll be able to make like a more, um, informed, uh, bugs in their rating, but I'm going to give it a three because it was a challenge to get into, but I did get into it. And, but I'm unsure whether, for me, like rather than think about would I listen to this again, I'm thinking would I um, try to get into their other records, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, uncertain. I think it's been a while since we've had a three on this program. Should we take a li- moment? Yeah, <clears throat> moment of silence. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sarah will be happy to hear that. Let's stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. songs of the week so we don't forget <laughs> um i've been trying to get into black metal this week but it, it hasn't i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to my friend who is gonna have some recommendations because it's not it's not an easy one to break so i, I uh, maybe next week I'll... how's that different than death metal black metal i think i'm not totally sure but the uh, vocal style tends to be, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a lot of reverb and some like unhinged kind of like insane asylum screaming. Hmm. What do you, what do you want to add for songs of the week? Because I was um, listening to that Ty Siegel sleeper record. I want to have you, he put out a new record like this week to all just covers. Oh, it's called, it's called, fudge sandwich and that he did one of lowrider that i liked so i'm gonna put that on there all right i think that i've been listening to what's that shit called um gal Duet, and uh i just love that record burnt sugar and i'm gonna add a song that i don't believe you added uh the first track only friend you didn't add that did you no i did not okay how's the fly situation over there Oh, we found a dead mouse under the stove in the kitchen. No way. So Sarah, you wanted to recommend uh, an activity for us for next week. And then Steve and I will do our picks for next week. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So I will do this assignment as well. I would like each of you to go onto five other podcasts and leave five star ratings for other five other podcasts that you love with words. Mm -hmm. With words. Okay. But how how will you know that we did it? You're going to send me screenshots. Like email it to you? No, screenshot, like text message it. You want me to text you? Say your number on here? 
<laughs> I'm not giving it to other random people. That's what you're asking. You're asking us to send it to you with. Don't give out your. What? Do you know how pod? This is this is why you're getting this assignment. Have you ever given anyone a five star rating on no. another podcast, even though you ask for one every single week? I know that I have once at you least. Hippo but I cripes. No, I did it once, but I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe what it happened was like. And then, are you sure you didn't just text someone a five stars? Because it sounds like you're confused <laughs> about how this works. I'm definitely confused, but I understand how it works because we've been asking for it. And I like I wouldn't be as familiar with where to go and how to do it if I hadn't done it before. Okay. You know what I've been listening to the past few days? Five stars. Um, uh, 99% invisible. Oh, mm. yeah. That's good. Alicia. Mm-hmm. Was like you got to check it out. Yeah, no, I gave a five star to pop pop culture happy hour because I remember they told me told me to. Okay, that's they good. They told you who? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Should I listen to that? Mm, I don't think you'd like it. Oh, yeah. What's your pick for next week, Steve? What do I want you to listen to? Yeah, or do whatever. Um, you go first. I'm I I'm not. I don't feel ready. All right, <laughs> uh, I'm fucking ready. Remember when you told me how like you when Ty Siegel first ca- became a thing in Oakland and San Francisco, you were like, oh, I don't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When that same voice. Well, did you ever listen to his album Sleeper? Sure didn't. OK, good. Go ahead. Sleeper. OK. <laughs> it came out in, um, you know, one of those years. Uh, it's it's just an acoustic based album. So you might have a different mindset going in. And it, I like it a lot. So I hope that you do too. Kiss. Okay. Um, I was thinking um, uh, White Long. Uh, what's the record called? Shoot. Paradise, I think. Paradise Frank? <laughs> I said Paradise, I think. Uh, I can confirm in... Are you Googling? Uh-huh. Well... Something like that. Uh, yeah, it's called Paradise from 2016. I love. I've been listening to it every day for like the past week and a half. Well, that must, you know what? If that's not a stamp of approval, I don't know what else is. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Uh, the way that, Kevin, that you replied to my Carl! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to that other guy here. There's no one else here. It's me, Kevin Carl. Okay. The way that you replied, Carl, to uh, my request reminded me of what Mo said at work. Do you remember? So, Mo, this guy that I used to work with, was talking to some of our offshore talent, and he kept requesting something, and Mo kept saying no. And the guy was like, "We they didn't speak the same language, so I think that the other guy thought maybe it was like a language barrier and that Mo didn't understand, so he just kept asking. And then finally, Mo was like, your request request has been noted and declined. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I might need to use that. Thank you. All right. Next. I'll see you Uh, next week. I'm going to do the outro now. Don't make that noise. Let me do the outro. All right. Promise not to make that noise again. Get it, get it out of your system. Oh. oh, stop. Okay, time is recorded oh. in a basement and also in an apartment oh, in Philadelphia. No. Stop it. Our 
theme music is by the Hokkaido Concern. It's a song called mm, Yeah, mm, okay, yeah, da, 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 da. right, Steve? Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what that song's called. I can't remember anymore because it's been 13 weeks. Please leave us five stars. There's only one option when you go to the websites for Google reviews or Apple podcast reviews on iTunes. There's only one option. It's five stars and we love you if you did it. Um, or if you want to leave a comment there, we'll comment back and have some internet friendship. Uh, we, we really respond well to fellowship and friendship there. Improve it by sending a screenshot after you five star it. Yep. And then follow us on social media. If you want to continue the conversation, hashtag sad boy, um, Carl Grashit. You can follow me C A R L G R A T O O T. And most of the places you can follow Steve at Hereford on Instagram and Sarah at no. Thank you. Okay, have a good episode. Bye-bye. Oh, is it going to be a four or a five this week? I don't know. <laughs>